All right, guys, welcome back to Fit Body Secrets, where my mission is to bring you guys inspiration, motivation, and a ton of tips to help you guys on your fitness journey. And I am 12 minutes late. For those of you guys that are live, I am so sorry that I'm running a few minutes late. Uh, just trying to get set up in my actual, my new office. I am officially in my new home. Um, and this is going to be my office area, and it's super basic right now, but still just trying to figure out. There's a little bit of an echo and uh, lighting and all that kinds of stuff that's just weird when you're going on Instagram or not Instagram, but YouTube. So anyways, welcome to my new house. And I'm sorry that I'm a few minutes late. Um, today's topic, actually, I'm going to kind of jump right into it. Um, talking about artificial sweeteners and sugar substitutes, because a lot of people uh, are like super afraid of artificial sweeteners. And there's actually some benefits to them. And I think that the negative effects are going to be less harmful than you guys realize. Uh, and wanted to kind of just break down some things and also like how they actually might help you improve your diet, improve your results and all that kinds of stuff. I already see a comment in there. Hey, Miss Holly. Yay. New office. It's super. Everything is white right now. I have, in fact, here's the funny story. Holly is I really don't have that much furniture. What you're seeing behind me is that white cabinet used to be my pantry because in my, um, in my studio apartment, I didn't have enough room for like a pantry. There wasn't like the cabinet space was not enough. Like I only had a few cabinets. So I bought that to put my dry goods in and now I'm going to use it for like my office stuff. And the table that I'm sitting on is actually, it was my quote unquote dining room table, but it's literally like a kid table. If you saw the chairs and such, like I would never have had people eat a meal on this. It's just, uh, it, it's like a kid table. Like it's great, but it's great for my office area. So I'm going to repurpose it for that and use the chair, I think, for an office chair for right now, but my butt's already hurting. So, um, yeah, super excited to be in my in my new home. Um, it's it's kind of like I, I totally understand now, like how people can get so lost in. Uh, so put it this way. Here's a funny story. I am so frugal with everything. I spend money on very few things. Coaching is one of them because I do believe in having coaches. So I have multiple coaches that I work with in my business, in my CrossFit and all that stuff. Um, and I'll spend money, spend money on things like for self-care, like vac uh, vacation, not vacation. Actually, I'll spend money on things like, um, like a massage, uh, or things like that. Or I'm going to be honest, a little bit of Botox in my eyes, that kinds of stuff. Um, but when it comes to actually like material things, I'm not a big material thing person. I'm like always looking for economical, like my workout clothes. I love Lululemon, but hell this bra right here, it's a brand called CRZ. If you can see it. And it looks just like Lululemon and it is like 25 bucks on Amazon. So I am all about getting a deal when it comes to things that aren't that. So it's, but what I was, why I'm doing is I can totally see where women spend entirely too much money in stores like home goods and, and TJ Maxx and all this stuff, making their house beautiful. Because as I just bought a house, like I'm walking around and I'm like, Oh my God, all this stuff is so pretty. And the funny thing is, is I bought these two new chairs, Holly, I know because you're on here. Um, I bought these two new bar stools for my um, kitchen area because I don't have a table yet. And they're beautiful. Love them. I got them at TJ Maxx. They were normally like 200 bucks. They were down on, they were on clearance for a hundred dollars. Um, I think they're like Nautica brand or whatever. I don't even freaking know. Um, love them. They're leather. And I look at it last night and my freaking cat's has jumped up there and his nails have already ruined one of them. Not a happy camper. So, and I don't want to declaw my cat. So if anybody has any tips for cats and furniture, I feel like I should have figured this out by now, but because I haven't had a lot of furniture, I've had a couch and a table. 
I haven't had to worry about it. So I am looking for anything to help with my cat because I don't want to declaw him. I just, I used to be a vet tech and I know that it's fine, but I really don't want to have to declaw him. If I was going to declaw him, I should have done it when he was an infant. And I feel like now it's kind of not fair. So if anybody has any tips, other than literally like draping shit around my, over my furniture, because then I'm going to feel like that 80 year old woman that like doesn't want her furniture getting ruined. It's like, Hey, it's meant to be worn in, but I don't want my cat to ruin it. So anyways, so, but that's my thing. If anybody has any help for me on that end of things, like totally not nutrition related, but, uh, I am gladly going to accept any help I can get with that. So anyways, let's get rolling into today's topic because I want to talk a lot about artificial sweeteners. Um, there is so much, oh my God, if, if the diet industry alone doesn't have enough confusing results or confusing information out there, artificial sweeteners are, are a whole nother category in the diet world. And it's just crazy when we think about back to where like, they're really considered non-nutritive sweeteners were, you know, designed. I think it was, I forget exactly what they were trying to do. They were studying some way to add uh, a non, it was actually nothing to do with diet. I think it was something to do with medicine. If I look back, I have to remember again, I'll look up the research on this again, but it was something back in the seventies and they were actually looking for, I think it was medication that they were looking to sweeten without adding sugar to it. And that's how they kind of came up with that. Um, you know, guys, I'm going to be honest. Artificial sweeteners are in a lot more things than you guys realize they're in your toothpaste. Well, that's the sugar alcohol. They're in your mouthwash, you know, they're in a lot of your, um, you know, a lot of your other things going to have to wash for my kids. Ah, uh, I love that. Hey, hey, Ke ugh, Kiana, I was going to call you Kiana. I love that name. But anyway, so I just, uh, I just feel like, you know, there's just so much conflicting information out there. Um, but I wanted to kind of give you the facts. Uh, and, and the facts are, there really are not, not a lot of facts. And that's the biggest problem is that people are and this goes for any research studies, guys. I want to, and by the way, my coffee right here is sweetened with some artificial sweeteners. When it comes to any studies, guys, not even just artificial sweeteners, when you're talking about things like uh, fasting protocols or carbs and, and all these different things that people do, you have to realize that studies being done are extremely hard to control. And that oftentimes, because this, the subjects, aren't meeting the criteria of what you would like to call a very basic, like nothing else. Like you would have to have a perfect specimen and, and enough of them in order to create an actual controlled study. Right. So in order to do that, it's very difficult. So you have to realize that there's a lot of correlation and not causation. And a lot of the people that are doing studies, uh, I call it the industry funded studies are also promoting specific things. So they are also going to be looking for ways to, make things seem a little bit more in their favor to allow you to be more or to obviously get you more in line with buying their products. So you have to always look at the facts. And I definitely recommend um, going to PubMed where a lot of things are actually studied. You can kind of just look in there. A lot of times at the very end, it'll have a conclusion. You don't have to read the whole thing, but at least gives you an idea is, hey, is this study actually valid or not? Usually it's like, nope, not valid. So, and there's a lot of other resources out there, but I do recommend people like looking to those uh, as a source. So let's roll into the topic of the day. So first and foremost, before we get into artificial sweeteners, let's just talk about sugar in general, because people, when they're taking in artificial sweeteners, the main goal is like, we want to get rid of the sugar in our diet. And, and I think that people give sugar a bad rap guys, sugar in itself 
is not a bad thing. Okay. So I want you guys to realize this and sugar in itself. I think that people think that sugar is addictive. Like they're like, Oh my God, I'm so addicted to sugar. Sugar on its own is not an addictive substance. And here's a perfect example is if I put a bowl of sugar in front of you, just table sugar. Okay. The chances of you sitting there and just eating it like plain, like just, just eating sugar are very slim to none. And guys, I don't know how old y'all are, but I just had throwback to, uh, y'all remember the movie men in black. Uh, I'm like, so old school men in black, uh, with Will Smith where like the guy, Edgar, the, the alien guy, and he's like, give me sugar, water. <laughs> That's all I'm remembering. And, um, and when the woman's like, Edgar, your skin is hanging off your bones. And like, he's just like downing sugar and water. Like, okay. So like realize we're not doing that. Right. So when most people are thinking of like being a sugar addict, what they're really addicted to are those hyper palatable foods. And these foods are often high in sugar, but they are high in other things as well. They are combinations of sugar, fat, you know, flours and, and other carbohydrates, salt. And this is where they become what's called hyper palatable and makes it really easy to overeat or stop eating. The calories in them are high because there's so many different things rather than it just being sugar. You've got calories from sugar. You've got calories from fat. You've got calories from carbs. You've got calories from other things that are making these things super high in calories, very dense and very, very, very tasty. And it's okay to have these things in small amounts, but they can trigger a little bit of that dopamine response, which makes you overeat them. And some people do really need to limit them. If you have been relying on a very highly processed diet, I do believe in removing these from your diet for a period of time to help desensitize your taste buds to those things. It doesn't mean you can't add them back in, but what happens is when you remove them from your diet, you become way more sensitive to, to them again. So a little bit will go a long way. And that's, that's number one. So sugar isn't bad, but what sugar substitutes have done is they have created a way for us to have sweet things without the calories and the, obviously the blood sugar issues that accompany having too much sugar. Mm -hmm. What exactly are artificial sweeteners? Essentially, they are usually like some as much as 10 to hundred times sweeter than sugar. So we can use a very small amount of them and get the same sweetness that we would get from uh, uh, sugar. And so that means that there's literally very low calories, um, if any calories at all. Uh, a little disclaimer on this is that sugar alcohols typically do have some calories in them. And you will see this on the label. A lot of times the labels don't count the alcohols as calories. So make sure if you are a macro tracker, you are taking a look at that because oftentimes it'll say zero calories because they're not counting the calories from sugar alcohols. But then in the nutrition facts, you'll see uh, uh, sugar alcohols and it'll be like, or it'll say carbs, 13 carbs, but they're all sugar alcohols. So make sure that you're still counting those carbs for your macro. Okay, so uh, a couple of the most common sugar sweeteners and how you might see them on your uh, food labels are aspartame equal. This is typically what you're going to find in Diet Coke, Sucralose, Splenda. You're going to find this in a lot of your newer uh, zero product sodas, your Coke Zeros, a lot of your, um, a lot of protein powders, uh, a lot of other beverages, saccharin, sweet and low. You really don't see this one very often anymore. It's more so in that little, in the little pink thing. Uh, ACE-K is another one like that. 
Stevia is also getting more com uh, com uh, commonly seen in some, you'll see this in things like Zevias and other more naturally sweetened uh, beverages. Uh, along with monk fruit sweetener is another one that you'll see out there. Um, sugar alcohols, you're going to see this as like things like erythritol or xyrotol or something like that on your label. But, um, and those are typically going to come from plants and fruits and do contain some sugar. So here's the deal. Some people focus so much on like the chemicals, right? At the end of the day, everything that you eat has a chemical name, even some of our uh, vegetables and fruits. So things like, okay, here's a perfect example. People used to be afraid of nitrates when they would see nitrates on their meat, uh, on their like uh, meat or their bacon. Oh my God, nitrates are bad guys. Nitrates are typically found in celery seeds. So like, it's not like a bad thing. Like if you're eating celery seeds, you're eating nitrates. So it's like people focus so much on the chemicals and this is where people get all freaked out about artificial sweeteners. They hear, they hear the word artificial and they're like, oh my God, they're so bad for you. Um, and in reality, there's a lot of natural things that are, are actually worse for you. So, and I can kind of go into some of those. Mm. In fact, here's a perfect example. A lot of people focus on the toxicity of things like artificial sweeteners. Did you know you are more likely to have experienced toxicity or an overconsumption of things like vitamin B, uh, selenium, um, other chemicals, uh, that are found in our, our vitamins before you would ever get the toxicity from an artificial sweetener. But people don't think about that. So it's interesting. So let's go into some of the common claims that people are going to hear about artificial sweeteners. And I'm going to start with the ones that are more related to your body composition, weight loss, blood sugar, and all that kind of stuff. One thing I heard, and even myself had heard, was an increase in appetite. If you're eating more of these um, low-calorie sweeteners, it's going to cause you to crave more food because you're not getting any calories. You're just getting the sweet taste and it's not really filling you up. So it's going to make you want to overeat. And once again, guys, there are no studies that can confirm this to be true. Literally none. So the studies that they have put out there that have reported this are not taken into fact or into factor other principles, like, like the person's, I mean, how can you really test if it's the artificial sweetener or not that caused the person to overeat, right? Like it, there's no studies out there that have done this. So where are the studies coming from? They use a lot of rat studies, but none of these have even shown that as well. Um, causing weight gain. Okay, this is a great one, right? Randomized controlled studies, the gold standard in science, scientific research report that artificial sweeteners may actually reduce body weight, fat mass, and waist circumference. But people are conditioned to think that somehow in fact, I remember there was a time in my life where I thought that artificial sweeteners were why I was gaining belly fat. <laughs> I was convinced that. And I remember having a friend tell me, I was like, oh, you're chewing all that gum and like this and that's all these artificial sweeteners. And like, literally I was convinced that I was getting fat because I was eating artificial sweeteners. When in reality, it's like, no, I'm just eating entirely too many nuts. <laughs> I'm eating entirely too many nuts and too much bacon. Um, so, but there's no, so, so this is the cool thing about artificial sweeteners, right? With Taking in artificial sweeteners, okay? If we are replacing calories from sugar with a zero calorie alternative, we are actually taking in less calories as long as those calories are not replaced from something else. So this can make creating a calorie deficit that much easier, right? So like if I, so people that drink soda, all right? You want that sweet taste. You don't want the calories. Water is boring, right? 
if instead that person's like, you know what, I'm going to make one habit. I'm going to switch from Coke to Coke zero. They are not, if they're drinking six Cokes a day, call it, what are those? 120, cal 120 to 140 calories in a can. I mean, that's almost, a, that's like a thousand calories less that they're eating a day. So it's going to make controlling your calorie intake that much easier. Right? Another, another common myth or common thought, common claim is that they spike your blood sugar. Okay. The only way, and believe it or not, guys, people think that carbs spike your blood sugar. It's actually calories in general. Your, your blood sugar gets spiked even from eating a meal. So it's calories in general. And the more calories, the more your blood sugar is going to spike. So it actually, the, the goal or the, uh, the claim was that it tricks the brain into releasing insulin leading to type two diabetes because there is sweetness in them that it's going to trick the brain into thinking that you're taking insulin sweet. But the reality is because the chemical breakdown of calories isn't happening because there's no sugar, there's no calories in it. There is no insulin response and believe it or not, there was actually studies showing that there are some artificial sweeteners. I think it's sucralose that the gut bacteria that they feed the people that are all worried about their gut microbiome. We're going to get into that, um, can actually help reduce blood sugar in diabetics and actually improve insulin sensitivity. So another thing kind of like, I'm not going to wait until the end to share these things with you. I'm going to kind of do it as I go. So it's really important to understand that. And the other thing is also focusing on the fact that uh, correlation isn't always causation, right? So there was also people saying that um, whatever, that like artificial sweeteners cause diabetes, when in reality, they weren't looking at the other factors that the people were experiencing that were experiencing diabetes. So the, the study was like, oh, people that drink soda or dry, drink diet soda are more prone to diabetes. These people all have diabetes. Well, what were their other food choices like? And they were correlating just because they also included diet soda that now suddenly diet soda is the blame. When in reality, it's like, well, they're also eating like fucking cookies and, and candy and shit like that, right? Like, let's not, you know, focus on the wrong things. So I just want to kind of make sure I made that clear. Okay. Uh, next thing I wrote down, common claim is that it does, it wrecks your gut. Like, oh my God, artificial sweeteners are so bad for the gut microbiome. Now, I will say this, because artificial sweeteners are not absorbed by the body, some people can have a sensitivity to different artificial sweeteners and they will experience this with things like diarrhea and the cramps and that stuff. But it's not every artificial sweetener. People are more uh, sensitive to other ones and it's mostly the excessive consumption of these things that can lead to that stuff. Uh, and like I already mentioned, some artificial sweeteners actually do increase the good bacteria in the gut and that it feeds those. And it actually, besides the, uh, the blood sugar stuff, is believe it or not, I believe it was sucralose also that could have health benefits to people that struggle with colitis because it does something to strengthen the intestinal lining, the, the bacteria that feeds actually. And once again, they, they say that it's correlation, not causation. They can't necessarily be true. They can't be true. There could be other factors, but they were finding that they need to do more studies that they were saying to actually confirm that. Oh, I already mentioned that, um, the one about weight gain. Um, and, and, the, and here's the reality guys. Uh, the claim that artificial sweeteners make you fat. I forgot to mention this before, but here's the deal. Artificial sweeteners have zero calories, so they can't make you fat. Like there's no, if calories are what control your body weight, if you're taking in something that has no calories, it doesn't make any sense. So um, that was like the main thing. I didn't really go into the one on cancer, but I'm going to go into that one next. I forgot to write that one down here. 
Um, and I don't know why that was a big one. I don't know how I missed that one. Um, that was actually my first one I wrote down. I saved it for last and I must've forgot to put it back in my notes, but I already remember the notes. So here's the deal. A lot of people think that uh, artificial sweeteners lead to things like cancer and other, you know, issues. And the reality is guys, the studies done on, uh, artificial sweeteners and cancer risk, uh, done on lab rats, they were feeding these rats. I think it was something like the equivalent of 800 diet sodas a day in order to get to the least, just to be somewhat sensitive enough to create cancer. So unless you're drinking 800 diet sodas a day, I doubt that you're going to be in a position to worry about uh, obviously getting cancer from them. More importantly, a lot of the studies that were done on artificial sweeteners and cancer in humans were not controlling the variables once again. And oftentimes we have to look at the other factors in a person's life that makes a person more prone to cancer. And this is where I'm going to be honest with you guys. Those of you guys avoiding art artificial sweeteners because you're afraid of cancer, look at your habits because your lifestyle and the other things you're exposing yourself to are likely more cause of cancer than the freaking artificial sweetener that you're using to sweeten your coffee and enjoy it in the morning. Like obesity, other things related to obesity, higher fat, uh, you know, the different stress that you're putting in your life, chronic inflammation, you know, all of these things are making you more prone to cancer. In fact, even just some of the environmental toxins that we are exposing ourselves to, you know, like some of your products that you're putting on your skin are more cancer causing than the artificial sweeteners in your coffee. But even those guys, small doses are not a big deal. So don't freak out about that either. Okay. So I want to go into kind of like talking about what I would like to say is some of the benefits of incorporating artificial sweeteners into your diet, especially for those of you guys out there that do struggle with hunger and cravings and you're in a calorie deficit, you're trying to maximize how much food you can eat, you're having these sweet cravings, um, or maybe you are diabetic or you're pre-diabetic and you're trying to you know, really be adherent to your diet and are looking for ways to kind of curb those sweet cravings. The number one benefit I find for artificial sweeteners is it sweetens your food without adding calories. And this is so awesome for people like me who love to have something in your coffee that makes it taste a little bit sweet. Like that's me. I don't want to drink black coffee. I don't want to drink coffee with just cream. I don't give a shit what people say, but Oh, like it's your coffee. You have to get like a, a better coffee. Like I don't care. Now I'll be honest. I'm not sponsored by paper street coffee, but I did have paper street coffee at Wadapalooza and at a semifinals and their coffee. I could literally drink black and don't eat anything in it. It was so good. I don't know what it was about it. Maybe they put something in it. That I don't know about, but it was so good. Um, but for the most part, I like having some flavor and I like mixing those flavors up. You can also use these in desserts. A lot of dessert products like Halo Top, they now make brownies and cookies to allow you to have those sweets while decreasing the amount of calories in them. So this also allows you to have maybe one or two more than you would typically have of the real thing. Um, you can also use them in cooking. So people that like to use sugar and things like that in your stir fry dishes or different types of dishes that just add a little bit of that, what is it called? Umami, where you had that sweet and salty. You can use these artificial sweeteners to help sweeten those dishes without adding any calories, uh, which goes into number two is it does increase the palatability of the foods that you're eating and makes adhering to your diet a lot easier. So everybody wants a little something sweet after dinner, right? Like it's so easy for us to be like, oh, I'll just avoid that. Well, 
the reality is it does make a difference. And sometimes just making some little treats that are artificially sweetened can be helpful. Like I said, it's in a lot of your protein powders. I love making a protein smoothie and adding a little bit more sweetness from like the sugar-free skinny syrups to add just that little bit of touch of sweetness and make that taste good, right? So that's, it's also going to increase the quality of your foods. It helps you guys decrease your overall calorie consumption, which makes creating a calorie deficit so much easier, right? So like, okay, I've got 155 carbs that I'm going to be eating. I don't want to be taking in calories from sugar, right? Like I'm going to be wanting to focus on my maximizing my, my fiber intake. I can literally cut out the sugar and not affect my overall, you know, volume of food. It's going to make keeping that calorie deficit that much easier. Blood sugar regulation, when you're not spiking your blood sugar with um, real sweeteners, then you're going to keep that more regular. You're going to have, you know, more, you know, routine energy throughout the day. And I kind of already mentioned that the calorie consumption is that it does allow you to increase the volume of your food. So I love this. People that use sweetened creamers, right? Sweetened creamers. When I look at the amount of creamers, that is the amount of creamer that people put in to actually make their coffee taste good is going to put them at about a hundred calories realistically, which is all coming from sugar because there's nothing really else in those creamers, maybe a little bit of fat. So let's call it 25 carbs or so 20 to 25 carbs from straight up sugar. I could literally have a bowl of oatmeal for that amount of carbs. And so I could have the oatmeal and take out the calories from the sugar. And now I've got more food, less calories or the same amount of calories. But that's where I want you guys to understand that it does allow you to eat more food volume, you know? So um, also, I'm going to talk about a couple of other swaps, things like you want to have toast, right? You don't want to eat dry toast. Okay. Well, you don't have to put butter on it, which is going to be fats. Maybe get some sugar-free jam. And now you're going to have a little bit of sweetness on your, on your toast. And it's going to allow it to be more palatable. I'm going to give you some other hacks in a second. Okay. Which artificial sweeteners are best? Um, I think that this is all going to come down to personal preference. Everybody is going to like ones different than the others. So like there's some that like, I don't like diet Coke. I, I don't know if it's aspartame in general, but I just don't like diet Coke. I don't use aspartame or sweet and low. I just, I don't know what it is about those. They're just a little too, too sweet for me, but I can do stevia. I can do Splenda and I do my skinny syrup. So I think that for me, I'm more of a sucralose or stevia. Um, monk fruit. I think even monk fruit for me has a little bit of an odd taste. Um, it depends on the, the product that I'm using, but these things are actually going to be, or uh, when it comes down to which ones are best, it's going to be a matter of you finding which products you like the most. So I would experiment. And, and when you find one that you don't like a product, like if you try a sugar-free product and you don't like it, look at the label and see which artificial sweeteners in it. And you're like, okay, that's the one that I don't like. Some people say that it leaves an aftertaste. That's where, you know, you're like, these ones are not for me, you know, so you can figure out which ones you like and which ones you don't. Now let's talk a little bit more about how to incorporate them. I already kind of mentioned the coffee creamer thing. I think that that's a great, um, a great one because a lot of people struggle with wanting something in their coffee and don't know how to sweeten it without adding calories. Another one is diet soda. I think that sometimes in the middle of the day, when you guys are having that, like, ah, oh, I kind of have a craving for something. Sometimes just having a diet soda can like really like kind of curb that craving um, and allow you to pass the time without adding any calories in. So I, I do recommend that time. Um, pancake syrup. So adding some sweetness to your things like oatmeal, adding some sweetness to making, I love making my French toast, adding some sugar-free syrup there, topping your waffles with that. It's a way to add sweetness and adding any, any calories. Um, you can use them in baking. So you can replace your sugar with them in, in all of your recipes and save calories from that. That's going to help you decrease the amount of calories you're consuming in your sweetened foods. 
Uh, I already mentioned in cooking, you know, you can use them to sweeten things like your stir fries and your curries without adding the, the honey and all that stuff. You know, I think people are like, oh, but aren't natural sugars better for you? Well, the reality is no, because there's really no benefits to eating natural sugars. Like there really isn't any, you're not getting any health benefits from eating those things. And, and even if you are getting, like people say like, oh, well, honey is good for the immune system. The benefits of having honey for your immune system are so small once again, let's talk about like real studies that it's not even worth it. Like you're better off taking vitamin D. Like, so let's be real, realistic. Like the benefits of real sugar is not there. So you're better off just eliminating it from your diet. Okay. I wanted to leave off uh, this episode, just kind of talking about some of my favorite products. Um, my doctors say that carbs are my issue. Holly, no carbs, not the issue. In fact, what's funny is, um, let me just take a tangent before I go into that for you, Holly, is uh, a lot of doctors, here's the, here's the deal, is that people think that carbohydrates are what cause blood sugar problems. Um, what I find to be, when it comes to figuring out how to fix blood sugar problems, the main thing that we have to do is improve a person's insulin sensitivity. And the best way to do that, guys, is movement. Movement is the best way to do that. And when you become more, ins I should say, when you become, when you lose fat, you become more insulin sensitive as well. So insulin sensitivity is what actually does create better blood sugar regulation. Um, what people associate carbs with in terms of blood sugar is that they think that carbohydrates are spiking the blood sugar when reality it's calories in general. And, and like I mentioned this already. So if you eat a very, a lot of calories in general, you are going to spike your blood sugar more. Um, if you are just eating carbs, you will spike your blood sugar. But again, when you spike your blood sugar, that doesn't lead to diabetes because it doesn't stay elevated for very long. If you are constantly spiking your blood sugar all day, then you will have too much insulin in your body. So like spiking your blood sugar doesn't cause diabetes it's too much spiking of your blood sugar. So like if you're eating white rice, like all day, and that's all you're eating and that's just flooding and you have to be eating more calories than your body needs. So overconsumption of calories, when it comes to decreasing blood sugar for diabetics move more. And I think getting in a calorie controlled diet is the two things that are going to help you regulate your blood sugar better than anything. So, um, all right. So Going into my product list here, um, I did write down a few things that I think are some of my go-tos that I like to recommend for myself and for my clients. Number one is I love the Jordan Skinny Syrups. You guys can find these on Amazon, but honestly, guys, if you have a TJ Maxx, a Home Goods nearby, I think even Ross might sell them or some of the other discount stores. But mostly I shop at TJ Maxx and Home Goods. They sell them there and they're like half price. They might be like last seasons or whatever, but guys, the expiration date on these is like two years. So like, don't overthink it. Um, I, I stock up. And in fact, I love when they have seasonal ones out, like they're probably putting out like the, the Christmas ones soon. Lately, I feel like they've been slim picking. So I feel like people are like catching on because I've been having a hard time finding the flavors that I like. Um, but I did stock up about a month ago on like a lot of the pumpkin spice ones. They had like white chocolate pumpkin, um, you know, I, I'm not really a big pumpkin fan, but um, they did have quite a few different ones. Like so I just stocked up on what I could. My go-to, I love the white chocolate mocha. That's my favorite one or the peanut butter cup. Another one, sugar-free pancake syrup. Oh, by the way, the sugar-free skinny syrups. 
You guys can use these in, in multiple ways. I use them in my coffee. I use them in my smoothies. I use them in my oatmeal. Um, I sometimes use them in recipes. In fact, if you're having a sweet craving and like you like things like hot chocolate going into the winter season, literally zero calorie or low calorie, you can take some unsweetened almond milk, put it in the microwave, add some cocoa powder, add some Jordan skinny syrup, froth it up. And now you've got like a, almost 50 calories of a hot chocolate. And it's great if you're like having a craving and it's actually going to take you a little bit longer to eat. So you won't likely overdo it. So that's another one. Ooh, I'm just, I'm getting distracted by something on my light. I got to fix that. Um, all right. So that's a good one. Uh, Sugar-free pancake syrup also can use this in multiple ways. I'll put it in, I will put it in some of my cooking dishes. Like I, I can, mm -hmm. I love making Brussels sprouts uh, in the oven and I'll put like some garlic, sea salt, onion powder, um, and I'll, I'll shred them up and I'll put some balsamic and some, a little bit of sugar-free pancake syrup. And then sometimes I'll put some bacon uh, or some turkey bacon to add salty and sweet. And it's a super good like dish. Great for the holidays as well. Uh, Walden Farms, I will be honest, guys, a lot of their stuff is crap. Um, a lot of it is gross, but the caramel sauce and the chocolate sauce are pretty good. Um, I love the Enlightened and the Halo Top line of ice cream bars and some of their ice creams as well. These are all sweetened with mostly sugar alcohols, and they are pretty good when you're having a sweet craving, lower calories. Briars makes a sugar-free Neapolitan that I do enjoy. I like uh, Jello, guys. Sugar-free Jello and pudding, like Jello is like honestly, guys, zero calories almost. And if you're like just like for those of you guys that like candy, like I'm not really a big candy person, but you know, like Starburst gummy bears, it's gonna have that same kind of a texture. In fact, you can actually make gummy bears with them. Um, while with not having the calories. Sugar-free puddings I like to use in multiple ways. Kind of a fun way to use these guys is you can actually take like fruit and dip it in them and then like put it in the uh, or in the freezer. Or you can even put that like on a, on a rice cake and put it in the freezer. Super good. Like a way to kind of get like that like crunchy chocolate coating without too many calories. Candy. I love the Gatsby line of bars and the Lily's chocolate. Those are both uh, usually artificial sweetness sweeteners, uh, sweetened, um, sodas guys, my favorite. I am, uh, I love the Sunkist diet Sunkist and I like the A&W. A lot of people are telling me that the strawberry cream, uh, zero sugar, Dr. Pepper's good. Haven't had it yet. I kind of stick to the zero sugar Sunkist and A&W. Um, I like Dr. Pepper as well, the diet Dr. Pepper, but those are my two go-tos and then sugar-free preserves. I like to use the sugar-free preserves. You can use them in oats as well, but I like to spread that on my toast or my bagels and such like that. So um, if you are struggling with sugar, uh, cravings and stuff like that, and you are avoiding artificial sweeteners, I'm going to be honest, guys, give them a shot. You might find that you actually have a diet that you can actually enjoy, um, because you have an opportunity to eat something, eat some things that are sweet and they are likely not going to do anything to you. If you do get some gut upset, then, you know, it might be the type of sweetener that you're using, try a couple of different ones or decrease the amount of them you're eating in the beginning. So um, that's all I got today, guys. I hope you guys are all having a great day and I will talk to you guys all on the next episode.